tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to. I'm here to. Joining me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and, and on the ones and twos, back from the homeland, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Hey, hey, hey. Guys, uh, guys, we're going to get into it real quick. Uh, go to samtriplee.com, get dates to my shows. I got a lot of great shows coming up. Last night's uh, Comedy Chaos was Ooh. one of the best shows of all time. and uh, we want People to didn't want to leave. Yeah, it was the longest show and the room was packed. Real quick before we bring the guest in, just go to samtriplee.com again. And we have a whole bunch of new t-shirts. Uh, the the Jackson, the Jackson 5 uh, we have go back one more too, and then we have uh, the new one, uh, King of the Truth. Check that out; those are great. Those are great designs. Uh, great way to support the show. So many new shirts. But go to samtribly.com. New dates are up. Join me. Have fun talking smack. Uh, so we are in it. I am very excited to have this guest on. Uh, I love his videos. You uh, you can follow him on Instagram. The links are below. And it's just like, I think he's the best disseminator of information out there. And like, I just love where his mind is and how he sees stuff. Uh, he's from InfoWars and I'm very, we're very honored to have him on the show. Please welcome Greg Reese. How are you, Greg? I'm great. How are you doing? Good to be here. Well, honor and a privilege, man. Like I said uh, before I brought you on, I love your videos. I think you're one of the best disseminators of information out there. Small, quick, uh, digestible uh, information. And, you know, like us, we're, we're, this is a show called Tim Fall Hat. We're a conspiracy show. And, uh, you know, we go kind of deep on stuff, but I like where you go and you back it up with receipts. So for those listeners who may not be uh, familiar with you, where can, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? Yeah, you can find me at uh, all my videos will be on my channel at band.video. That's where I have uh, not all of them, actually, because there was a while there where uh, we were on, I was on my own private YouTube after InfoWars YouTube cha channel was taken down and then my YouTube channel was taken down. But there's a, about four years worth of videos on band. And then on Substack, I do a weekly podcast and I have some exclusive videos available on my Substack. And then Reese Report right there is where you can find all these different links along uh with my Rumble and BitChute and all that stuff. All right, ReeseReport.com. Again, links are in the, the, the description below, so go click those and support, Greg. Uh, it's great to, to have you on. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy time right now. You are at InfoWars. Uh, Owen, Owen Schroyer is going through it right now. Uh, just got sentenced to 60 days in prison for what he's saying is his story this, this is just chaos man that his his reporting helped cause 
on January 6th, even though everybody knows this was a giant Fed operation. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, first, I have to say, I think um, the biggest uh, bummer, failure, whatever you want to call it, I've seen and through all this mess is when everyone ran home on January 6th. Um, it was a peaceful protest. It was one of the most inspiring peaceful protests I've ever been a part of or ever seen. It was families. It was um, it was beautiful. It was Americans. And uh, if we would have just stayed there, and I don't mean every when I whenever I say this, everyone thinks I'm talking about violence. Uh, people seem to have a limit. It's either you know it's either nothing or it's all violence. No, we just we would have just parked out there, just like Occupy Wall Street except a million of us, you know, and just said F you and no and all that stuff, then I think we could have taken care of things right then and there. But everyone ran home and it's been a real mess ever since. Having said that, uh, what's happening to Owen is crazy. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And really, when you look through his sentencing document, they're literally just charging him for speech, for questioning the election and saying things like, 1776 and uh, the government's full of criminals and tyrants. I mean, these are all obvious truths, but even if they were total lies, we're allowed to say whatever we want to say in this country, you know, or at least we used to be. Well, so, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, you know, uh, unfortunately and fortunately, lying is protected by the, the First Amendment. It's, yeah. it's speech. And to have people like... What, what I can't believe is how people are willing to sacrifice their principles w when it involves somebody they don't like. So, you know, this guy, I forget what how to pronounce his last name, but it's like Andy Nog or whatever his name. He's out of Portland. Uh, he's, you know, he's from the right. And he posted a, uh, a, a clip or a, a story on his Twitter about how France, I believe, or, or England had froze the accounts of some uh, big oil climate, you know, protectors, bank accounts. And I, I go, okay, so we're all, we're all afraid of uh, the banks overstepping and social credit score, but we're willing to throw that all away when it involves somebody we don't like. And we're willing to we're willing to sacrifice our principles yeah. because we don't like the the climate. Let's say the climate people because they're all rich kids who are looking for purpose in their life, and they've picked a, something where there is no end line. They can just constantly be virtue signaling to give themselves purpose in their life. But because we don't like them, we're okay with the government doing our biggest nightmare to them. And that's when I think you get in real freaking trouble is when you're willing to sacrifice what you stand for when it's being done to someone you don't like. And, you know, the ACLU is just like hot garbage right now, but there was a time when it really had its principles. And, you yeah. know, you would hear people complain that they were only protecting the worst of the worst. And the truth is you have to protect, when it comes to the law, have to protect the worst of the worst. Because if you allow them, again, to be sacrificed, it will eventually be used against you. And that, to me, is yeah. insane. Any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, they go after they go after Infowars because there's a lot of people that don't like Alex. There's a lot of people that don't like you know anything associated with Alex. I lost the majority of my family and friends basically when I started working there just because wow. people were disgusted that I worked there. You know, which is just crazy. 
Um, I mean, I get it. There's people, I mean, I don't like most people, you know, I can say, <laughs> I can say I love everybody, but at the same time, I could say most people drive me crazy. Most people are annoying to me if I hang out with them too long. So I get it, but you're right. You can't, you can't make major decisions that involve the future generations of our country based on what you like and what you don't like. People have been turned into uh, crazy children in that way. And it's, it's insane. As far as the uh, the uh, what is it? The ACLU? Or you're talking about the uh, yeah. I remember in high school back in what was that in the late '80s? I remember going to downtown Cleveland to check out Ku Klux Klan rallies just for kicks, you know, because it was a hoot, and um, it was no big deal. No one was crying about it. No one was offended. Like I said, it was ma mainly high school kids dropping out of class just to yeah. go check it out like a parade, you know, because it was a bizarre circus. So. I don't, it all happened in the past 10, 15 years very quickly, or so it seems. Yeah. Before, that was before being offended became a sport, you know? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Be, totally you could right. just kind of pop down and you, you look at the weirdos, you know? But now it's like, oh, my God. Pearl clutching, you know? It's well, just, it's uh, very interesting. And, I, you know, Greg, stick with me. This will go somewhere. But uh, <laughs> it is, so I've been, I always get invited to do these edgy comedy shows, right? And this is kind of going back to like how racism now is like the worst thing ever and the possibility of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm doing these all I'm doing all these edgy shows because you know they they love my comedy and they and they, they they know this show so they assume I'm the edgy guy, which I I enjoy, you know. So I mean, in these roast battles, in these uh, super offended comedy shows, they'll say everything except for. A, a racist statement against black people, and I get, and, and this isn't me trying to go, hey man, I, I, let's be racist against black. You're talking but, about jokes, so yeah, joke, I'm talking right? about jokes, but like the notion that the N word is worse than doing jokes about hurting children sexually is like insane to me. Yeah. Like they yeah. are all just calling each other pedophiles, and but saying the worst views of it. But then like this one word, even in the most let's offend everybody show where everybody's super edge lords, they won't go right there. Think about the politicians who have killed people you know bombed people and then wait he i know he killed people but what, what he said what yeah or they'll get him on that <laughs> yeah. like he yeah. touched his like secretary's butt like yeah, these right. things are that are like what so when you go hey i used to go watch the Ku Klux clan and think it was hilarious like today people are like oh how could you do that they would they would cry which only gives them more power you know when you react that way it gives the clan and people like that who want a reaction more power well, because the, the shadow in the cave gets bigger right exactly. yeah I mean, it's like that video yeah. that you posted about like how how black people react to magic. Yeah, that's not racist. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's fucking funny. If you've ever watched, even Brian Cowan was like, "Bro, they just run away." Yeah, it's so. And Hayden Blaine based his entire career on black people reacting to magic. <laughs> right, yeah. but again, going back to what we're saying, like, there's this thing where like these these the 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 uh, the theory of it is worse than actually what is going on, right? So you know, so I I, I find everything you're saying one hundred percent correct, and. You know, the notion that like January 6th was this awful thing when we had people burning down middle and lower class businesses in, in, in lower, you know, lower class neighborhoods. And when I mean lower class, I mean economically, not a whole police people. department. Don't forget that they, they burned down a whole police department. Right. So it's like, it's insane to me that this is okay. Do you get worried that there is precedence being set in these courts right now that could really do damage not only just right now but more down the line greg 
Well, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I don't really have. Uh, I've made my peace with the world going to shit. Like uh, in Obama's <laughs> second term, I actually went to a yoga ashram that I visited a few times. And I went there this time for like three straight years. I lived all alone in a temple and I really immersed myself. And the whole purpose of it was to basically try to figure out how to still be happy in a Orwellian tyr tyrannical world. Because by, like I said, by Obama's second term, I kind of was like, there's no hope. Everyone's completely asleep. So I succeeded at doing that. And then that's where I, right when I started my job at InfoWars, I came to InfoWars basically from the ashram stopping in Hawaii in the, in the interim, but I've made my peace with it. So I'm able to still enjoy every day and still be okay with it. Having said that, I don't see much hope. You know, I think, on, like I said, on January 6th was sort of, and I'm not trying to be a downer, but on January 6th, that was the day I saw, I saw, I was like, all right, we're done. You know, we don't have it in us anymore. We're just, now we're at home rooting for Elon Musk to somehow save us. So, you know, or rooting for a, a rigged election right. for father of Operation Warp Speed to somehow drain the swamp. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I'm i very upset that Owen got two months, but I'm actually surprised he only got two months. You know, and I hope he never enters the jail and I certainly hope he gets out after two months. But I'm expecting my door to get kicked in next, you know, or. And then all of it, you know, I mean, this is not going very well. That said, I have no idea what's going on, you know, for all <laughs> respect I know, on that. Yeah. No idea what's going on. So we just had the passing of, uh, nine 11, uh, and it's crazy. I got yelled at. I didn't get yelled at. I had somebody in the comment section of one of my social media express that they were very upset that we didn't do a nine 11 show. But I go, we've done a 9-11 show every year that this yeah. show's been going. And it was like, we've talked about it all. And to be honest with you, like the weather manipulation show was probably the peak 9-11 show in terms of what was going on. And there's just layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of like, what is real and what is the PSYOP to, to basically, uh, you know, almost as a smoke screen so you don't see what the what 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 is the the real cause of it uh what are your whole thoughts on like building 7 911 and all that stuff i uh uh all my i give credit to god for all my best videos that do very well and this uh i did a building 7 video uh for 911 and that that was just my intuition it's just a word I use for the voice of God, I suppose. And it was just my intuition said, because this is the first time I've done a 9-11 video since I've been at InfoWars, so I just felt I should do it. It turned out to be very good because it really felt like a a different kind of 9-11 anniversary. Like there was a lot of people really ripe to dig into it that never looked into it before. It, that's how it felt. And so I was very excited about that. That was good to see. I think it's perfect that you focused on the weather weapons at that time because they really do go hand in hand. And that is sort of the next big thing that's coming out right now is like, I don't even know. I had my suspicions as to what's going on. Um, I have an overall theory as to what I think is going on, but with the weather weapons, the more I look into weather, the more I'm questioning 
how legitimate the weather is. Like, uh, I don't even know what to trust anymore. The more I look into it, the more I'm thinking it could all be man-made. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty interesting subject. As far as building seven, uh, my thoughts are, you know, I mean, I got to just say nine 11 in general, if, if you haven't gone down the rabbit hole already of nine 11, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's hours and hours, literally of evidence that should tell any reasonable person that this is an inside job. There's obviously a lot of things muddying the water. There are people out there that are arguing that they know exactly, oh, it was these people only, it was these people only, it was this, it was that. It was everything. That's the thing about 9-11. It kind of covers, it's kind of a perfect uh, course 101 into conspiracy theories because yes. once you go through all of 9-11, you kind of get a little bit of everything, you know? I totally agree. And it's like layers upon layers upon layers upon layers that I don't even think the layers knew that there were other layers. I think yeah. that's how they do it. I think they, 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 they have their mission. And then what they don't know is there's a mission on top of that mission to ensure if that mission doesn't get done, this mission will. So it's I'm like, sure they have a committee, several committees that are tasked with trying to milk out every possible objective they could get. Like, okay, here's the objective. We're going to blow up the towers. Your job is to sit down and figure out how we can most efficiently get absolutely everything we want out of it. For example, everyone kept asking me about directed energy weapons because we see evidence of it with the cars in New York on 9-11. My answer to that was it was probably... And I don't know, but my answer would be it was probably just a beta test. They said that was on the list of things they could do. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to beta test those direct energy weapons and see what how the people react to it and see what kind of effect they have. But like you said, yeah, there's just so many things going on that none, no one involved knew all the moving parts. Everyone yes. just knew their own compartmentalized job and what to do that day. And Yes. And so we have the initial... The initial official story, Islamic terrorist, right? Then as we peel back, the story is that Mossad was protecting the Islamic terrorists by calling them and telling them every time the FBI was getting close to them. So then we have that layer. Then we have the layer of they were running, you know, air games in, in our aerospace with our, our, our air force, not just one, not multiple different you know, air games where they're basically simulating different situations all on the same day. So we have that going. Then we have on top of that, the Israeli art students. And what were they doing for four years inside there? What was that going on? Then we have the, 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 the basically what I believe is the modern version of Operation Northwood, the most modern version. I mean, we could get into the space shuttle. I think that is, if you w read... Yeah. The actual, what they wanted to do with Operation Northwood, point by point, and then looking at the Challenger explosion, and it is point by point by point. Call me crazy, guy, but it is point by point by point, right? I mean, you remember when the teacher's going around doing all these interviews? Oh, I'm going into space. Yeah. I'm going into space. I'm going into space. That's exactly what they were going to do with the with the musician, the college musicians. They were going to do a big media blitz about these kids are going to uh, Cuba, and then bang, put them in the space, put them in the air, explosion, traumatize the country. Just saying. 
So then we got we got we got that. So how does these two people who lived in in the desert pull off the greatest feat? Was it Operation Northwood with drones? Sounds like that to me. And now then you got the the num the direct energy weapons. That's on top of that. So then the the Mossad and the drones and the they don't even know about the direct energy weapons. And then on top of that, you have them talking about the hurricane that just sat just outside of New York on September 10th. And the story that we had with Jim Lee and Topher Gardner. So it's like layers upon layers upon layers because it had to get done. This day had to be done. And, and no then one all the occult symbolism of that day is like insanity. So there is yeah. a, this is the perfect way to have everybody fighting. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's crazy. It definitely... Uh, a massive ritual, that's for sure. And then there's the brother Bush, or was it the cousin that had the security contract to go into the towers and rechange the security system? And they actually turned off the cameras for the first time in the history of the World Trade Center for a few days. And and then there were stories of when they were done with that and they reopened. That people were smelling things in the vents, and uh, they took out the bomb sniffing dogs and and the remote control airplanes that date back all the way into the 40s that you can find. And then the most interesting thing, I think, is the videos that show no planes. And I I kind of leave that alone because... <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I got a friend who was there who lost his fiance in the tower, and he was actually on his way in the tower when the second plane hit. And he says he looked up and watched it happen, and was uh, he's, he's still got a metal... His spine's put together with metal from that uh, from that incident. He got blown back. A bomb went off inside while he was going in. Right when the plane hit, a bomb went off. And um, this is according to him. Uh, he doesn't like the the no planes thing because he swears that he looked up and saw a plane. But it could be both. You know, it could be. That's the thing. You know, I've seen. I have seen a video that does show a plane's wing going behind a building. Uh, but one, you know, who knows? I could. I have enough technology with photoshop i could have done that and put that video out there so yeah we're well, yeah. not saying it didn't happen there's just like you said there's so many different layers it's it's but the ultimate conspiracy theory right we, we, and we've seen the video of like when a bird when a uh, plane hits a bird the damage the bird does to the plane or a pole i can't and so it just makes no sense it's obviously it I, I keep going on with sam i think it was drones i think it was the first sign of drones and they just said it was a plane we couldn't see it I mean, yeah. the, 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 you know, the whole theory is that could have been holograms, which is Operation Blue Beam, which is super interesting. Do so you, you think we had that tech 20, 20 well, I, years I, ago? Oh, yeah. I mean, if really? we had the tech, we easily had it 20 years ago. But the well, we had yeah, we had it back then to put it on camera afterwards because like, they were used, They were well, doing like not, the not dragon in, in the stadium. Yeah. Well, I mean, back in like 2007, I remember seeing a dragon in some stadium somewhere in like Taiwan or something on camera that looked real. It, that had, was crazy but but not, not, not something that people could see. No, I agree. Eyes, That's right. why I have a problem with it. Yeah, I, I don't think we had that technology uh, back then. Well, uh, I don't whole, even know if we have that now. Well, yeah, the whole question is, and we're starting to see it now. Like, we're starting to see it all over the place where they're doing all these crazy ass, like, giant, in 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 real time, Johnny. So if Yeah, we, well, I see it now. I just don't think we had it. Yeah, but the, my old theory is, is if, they, if you see it now, they've had it for 20 years. Yeah, I can accept that. And yeah. they're rolling it out slowly. That's just yeah. kind of what they're doing. Now, now, I'm not necessarily into the hologram stuff. I because I go why they don't need I, to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's not. It's, and right. even if they is it relevant? Is right. that even is right? That, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. I agree. I agree. I so, agree. What, what I, never, I can easily see it being thrown in 
in a way just to muddy the waters, you know, to confuse it. Because they did definitely, like, I think it was in 19, the early 40s, I can't remember the name of the operation, but it's pretty well documented, where they had uh, full-size planes that they could remote control. They were actually using them in World War II. Um, you, yes. you just needed to be a, a certain distance away from it, and you can literally steer the, the plane into targets and stuff. Yeah. So, that yeah. technology was perfected by 9-11 for sure. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. Listen, football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? That's right, DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers get $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. So here's what I want you to do. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code TINFOIL to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TINFOIL. The crown is yours. Gambling right. problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, HOPE-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Uh, I remember them saying it took like three months to put all the fires out. And I looked wow. it up. It says three months. That sounds like some ritual stuff. Like how long? How, why? Why would it take three months to put out some fires? Well, like the, the, whole the real question yeah, is yeah. this, and this is the question that you got to ask everybody. You go, where is the rubble? Like you're talking to the biggest buildings on planet Earth. They just came down. It should be blocks. Wait, full what's of your suggestion there? Well, that's where we start getting into direct energy weapons. Yeah. Or so things are vaporized. Is what you're dissonance. A frequency, which is what Jim Lee again and Topher Gardner were talking about, is like you can make at the right frequency, you could you could dissonance frequency, you can make it disappear. And so I've always been like, where is the like? It goes down. All we ever see is the, all this metal cut weird, right? And just the, the this kind of like first or second floor of the World Trade Center, and that's it. You it's similar to the fires in California and now Maui and Australia, where the houses are just turned into like a white powdery footprint. It's almost similar to that. And that's the one thing about 9-11 where I will say it looks like directed energy weapons were involved because you're right. There's By the time everything hit the ground, it was like powdered ash. And how is that? How is that? I mean, there was obviously some solid debris that they shipped off to China so that no one could investigate and stuff like that. But Yeah. Yeah. It just was pulverized. And you're like, and I can't believe nobody asked that question. And it goes back to what Greg Carwood said, deviation from the norm. And that is really what this show has always been about. Like, this is a deviation from the norm. This does not make any sense to me. Outside of controlled demolition, but even a controlled demolition, there's, there's, they, they have it so it's like they can control where, where all the debris goes. You're talking to the biggest buildings on planet Earth at the time. 
And there yeah. was, there, it should be a block full of cement and concrete and all that shit. Yeah. It should be more like building seven was because building, that's what building seven was. A lot of people say they did, they, they, they put too much explosives in building seven, but it could have just simply been that building seven was, was wired with the same amount of explosives. It just didn't include the X factor that we're talking about. You know, so it was. My question to you is, do you, uh, know about building six no um people were were tweeting that to me i just i never heard anything about it and people were putting it in my messages and i i thought people were pulling my leg or something i was like what are you talking about building six and a, a few other people chimed in what's building six dude this is my favorite moment in conspiracies where you talk to a well-versed conspiracy theorist and then you go do you know about building six and they're like yeah. no i'm like this is the third time it's happened to me first one was greg carlwood second one was uh Tim Dillon and the third one is you and basically building six is like building seven. Uh, just put building six, nine, 11 there. Yeah. It should be there. Six world trade center, six, world trade center. Yeah. Building six world trade center. Uh, so if you look from the top, it's it, it is, it was gonna, it's supposed to be like building seven where it was supposed to be done. But unfortunately something went wrong and they basically hollowed out the whole middle of it. I have seen that. My friend um, Ricky DeSantis, actually, yeah. distant cousin of Ron DeSantis. He's one of my neighbor here. That's the guy who survived 9-11. He's got a photograph really? um, that he took of of what you're talking about, where there's two massive holes in the roof. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, and they, like, it doesn't even just go down. It's not even just a massive hole in the roof. It goes down like three or four floors yeah, into like the a, ground. Like a, like a core sample, it yes. looks like, almost. Yes. yes. Okay, I have seen that. I didn't know that that was, I didn't know he called it something else. And I, uh, and I didn't think much of it until just now that you told that to me. All right. That is interesting. Do you know who is in that building? No, the best images are on the Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. Go, go to there. Wikipedia. Uh, in that building was a, a office of the El Dorado task force, which was a task force put together by the U S government. All of the, um, Basically, like I'd say, fifty or sixty uh, departments of the U.S. government pulled their resources together to. There it is. That's it. Pulled their resources yeah. together. Go back one. Pulled their resources together to uh, look for a money laundering uh, in, around the world for funding terrorism, and they were in. That was their building in their office, and they just hollowed that out. Yeah. And like, how do you explain and planes with that? What does they say that the, like a a wing of the plane landed on? No, it? it was the other the other tower they claim. Uh, Nobody. This is it. this is why I think Building Seven is the psyop that gets us all to fight with each other. The, uh -huh. the nonlinear warfare, and then it kind of works. That's not a bad. That's actually a pretty good point because when I heard, like I said, when people mentioned Building Six to me. In comments of me posting Building Seven, that was kind of my first thought. Was like, it it might you know whatever. My mind just said they're just this is a joke. It's a Building Seven joke, you know. Oh, have you heard of Building Six? Yeah, yeah. right. So, so look at that that's, too, look at it. That's inside it, and look at all the floors are right there still. I mean, that's crazy <laughs> to me. I've never seen that picture. Oh, that's the piece that became the WTC cross. You know, the the wow, cross that they took bro. out. But it's like, that's why everyone discusses Building 7. And that's why I had like 90 cameras on it. But then nobody, even the most well-versed conspiracy theorists, not all of them know about Building 6. So 
are we do they do we think people were inside the towers as many as they say or do we go back to the theory where they were kind of empty i don't think they care i think there were people in there yeah i don't think well, they care about lives at all yeah i, I agree there i agree I, I think someone asked me that on um that they pointed out that theory and that theory to me is the equivalent of saying that jfk jr is alive and Princess Diana's alive, you know, everybody's alive, you know, nobody yeah, dies, yeah. nobody ever gets hurt. That's the new conspiracy theory in the Q world. Yeah, yeah. Is, is nobody ever dies. They're all hiding away somewhere and they're all going to come out and say, surprise. So, so yeah, people die and they love, they, they love murder for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I, they do. They, I, well, it's how they sacrifice the Moloch or whatever fallen angel they're, they're worshiping at this time. Um, Go up one thing. There's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, the lockdowns are coming back. So uh, I do a big show at the World Famous Comedy Store, and it's uh, called Comedy Chaos. We had our, like, 79 sold-out show. And uh, I opened up this... I opened up talk about living in LA and how much it sucks. And one of the things I was talking about is like I I I I get on a plane with all the idiots, and if I, I want to find out how dumb my plane is, I times the amount of people wearing masks by the amount of dogs on the plane. And if that's uh. double digits, then I know I'm not on a plane, but I'm riding a short bus, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, that's a good equation. So, so dogs times masks. Yeah, there we go. So so uh, and I do a joke, and I go I go. And this is opening show, and they were a hot crowd, too. And I go, yeah, they're going to try to bring back the mask. We're not going to allow that, right? And the room was quiet. And I'm like, we're not going to allow that, right? And people are just staring at me, except for my conspiracy friends who are <laughs> laughing in the corner. But they yeah. got real quiet. So, yeah. I, you know, I had this great comic. She, I'm not going to say their names. At least they're honest. <laughs> at least you know, you know i mean like honest with stupidity like dangerously yeah. honest and like which goes i mean they were basically going well if they tell us to i'm like what so i had this comic yeah. on and we were talking um backstage and sh and this person is amazing i i love this person um but they were like you know mass work i go it's 2023 you don't you know that's not true and they're like mass work. It, it, it stops the particles. I go, I go, and I have to make this decision. Like, do I want to engage in a fight with somebody I I, I love, or do I just want to surrender and just move on because it doesn't matter what I say. It just doesn't. And they were like, what I do is like I walk on with the mask, and then when I'm on the plane, I take the mask off. I go, okay, I don't, I don't understand that scientific logic there. But uh, do you think they're going to try to do lockdowns again? I think that whatever they do, they'll succeed at. That's what I think. I think that's where we're at. I've heard a lot of people that are like, yeah, good luck with that. Try locking us down again. Uh, but I've seen enough in the past few years to where I'm pretty convinced that we're going we're gonna to get whatever they give us. We're at their mercy completely because the majority of the people will go along with whatever they're told. And the majority of the people are used as sort of the frontline soldiers against the rest of us. And that's, we're talking like women and children. And uh, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Uh, it's it's a very clever operation, a very evil operation they have. Are they going to lock us down again? I don't know. It sure looks like it. What else are they going to do? It, it's, it really comes down to what their agenda is. And I honestly don't know what their agenda is. What's really interesting is there's a lot of people out in the alternative media and the conspiracy uh, theory crowd that, all of a sudden seem like they know what's going on and they're all acting like, oh, these people are idiots. 
And I'm like, they're not idiots. They're, they know us better than we know ourselves. They play a serious long game, like multi-generational yes. long game. Yes. They've been doing this for centuries. They know exactly what they're doing. They're not stupid. And I don't think anyone knows what's going on. I'll tell you this, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates are the most obvious patsies I've ever seen in my life. They're both fancy boys, right? They're both soft little fancy boys. And they have they obviously have people telling them what to do. They're obviously not evil masterminds. They're just pushed out in front, yeah. soft-headed little fancy boy patsies <laughs> that'll probably take a hit. I, I'm I'm guessing those guys are going to go to jail. I'm guessing that will happen um, for a bigger thing that's happening behind the scenes. Like I don't think that they're just... It's not just the World Economic Forum trying to kill us. That's part of it, but this is multi-dimensional. At this point, I don't think anyone's talking about what's really going on. So are they going to lock us down if they want to? You know, so I guess we're going to find out. I find that whole statement so interesting, and I totally agree with you. I get in arguments with my good friend all the time, Brian Callen, about this. And it's like, you know, I mean, we're in a conspiracy community. They want to, they want to blame every, these people, those people, that religion, this religion. And, you know, and, and my whole thing is like, you know, the deeper I go into this, the, you know, the more and more I go past these middle management people. Like yeah. it, on surface level, it's all oh, it's it, you know I'm just gonna say this Sam speaking at Greg P. Oh, it's the Jews, and then it's oh, it's a billion, and it's like I'm just like, dude, that is so low hanging fruit that they want you to take and get yeah. stuck on that level, especially it's, the Jews. Yeah, one hundred percent, and we're, yeah. we're gonna get so much shit for that, but I don't care because it it's is, obvious bait. It's so it, obvious. It, and, and all it's doing is it's showing um, that you're low. Not only that you're low IQ. But that you hate the Jews. Yeah. And it's also probably showing that you think that your religion is the right religion and the rest of them are bad. You know, so it's just it's it's pretty obvious to me. But uh, but I get it all the time. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just like it's like it's like a lot of these people that want to blame all the uh, all the Jews and all that stuff. They're also the same people that complain about how the media and Hollywood calls all white people racist. Like you're complaining about the same thing that you're doing. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, like, are are there are there Jews in position of power? Of course. Are there white people in position of power? Of course. But does that mean anybody in this room besides uh, Xavier, who's Mexican? But the, all the white people in this room, like, do we have any kind of power? Like, I've spent time in in jail for drugs. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, yeah. I have been a victim of the policies. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, so when you look at these people, like. Either Klaus Schwab, uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You know, when you watch them, you see the symbolism of of sorcery at the highest yeah, level. Yeah, that's what it's it is. Sorcery. It's fallen angel it's, worship. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. That's exactly what it is. This is. I would say, if you were to ask me what's going on, I would say uh, the ones, like you said, the ones we're seeing are management. That's all they are. They're management. They're uh, disposable. They're patsies. Like El Chapo. The, like El Chapo, whatever. Oh, El Chapo, man, we got the head of the Mexican cartel. Nope. That's the one they want no. you to see. Exactly. They're smart enough to stay hidden in the shadows. I would I would guess they're in Antarctica or underground in the underworld or whatever, and I would guess that they're serving uh, the non-humans, whether you want to call them fallen angels or aliens or whatever. I, I like the term non-humans. Um, but I would say that's they're like the Judas goats serving the non-humans. Like people blame the Rothschilds. Sure, 
on the human level, you really can track a lot of this down to the Bank of England and the Rothschilds and the, and the Crown and the Vatican and all that stuff. But those are still management. Those are still the dummies that were pushed out in front to take all the heat, you know? No, I agree. It's, 100%. What we, the, I think the, the, what I learned, I knew, I knew that I was stupid from a young age, from a young age, <laughs> I figured too, out Me too. that if I don't watch myself really carefully, I'm going to fall into a hole. I'm going to bump into something. I'm going to lose all my stuff. So I'm very careful. And I always assumed I was below average intelligence. The most horrifying thing I think I've ever seen in my life was in COVID, I realized that I'm actually above average intelligence. And that's kind of scary to me because I, like I said, I know, I know how dumb I am. So what I've learned is that humans are, we're not that much different from like chickens or, you know, cows. We're, we're just a little bit smarter than them. And uh, whatever is managing us, they, they, they can see a lot more than we can and they know our next move. I, I, I totally agree with you. So I just did fight companion with Joe Rogan and they clipped this thing that I was talking about because you know, we've had Mel Kay on here. She was talking about the next thing are the illegal immigrant riots. And you just watch the, the, the you just read the comments. And you just realize that some people can't comprehend it. They're just, you know, it's just, it's beyond their understanding because they're calling me a crazy person about, oh, there's going to be immigration riots all in these giant democratic cities because they don't want these people voting. They need these cities to, to, to run game on these elections. So they're going to bombard them with violence so people stay home, do the mail-in ballots, and now they can rig the next election. It's yeah. all a demoralization campaign. Well, you're calling me crazy and stupid. Do so you think in eight months it's going to be... Sh it's gonna be Oh, I, I think when we're when we're in the twenty twenty four, they're, they're gonna they're already ramping it so up. They're just they're they're setting it up just yeah. The for they just gave them millions of dollars. They just gave all the rioters from the last round millions of dollars in court. So they're they've already funded you know the next one. Yeah, that, that's they're not how, paying them for what they did. They're paying them for what they want them to do. One hundred percent, and it's all about San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York City, Los Angeles these huge democratic cities that they don't want people actually going out to vote. Cause if they lose those cities, it's impossible for them to even attempt to rig it. So they have to have people stay home. But if you're calling me a crazy person for saying that, look at what's going on in Europe right now. It's fully happening right now. So you, you think the cities are turning like uh, in America, like uh, more, more, uh, more, I, I, right? I, whether whether they they are willing to vote for Trump, which I'm not saying they will I don't or will see not, that at all. but I don't think they trust Joe Biden. I think I think if it happens, it's more aimed at scaring the rest of the country. No, I I personally think it's all about just destabilizing these giant cities that are hotbeds for Democrats. But for voting, that's I, I just don't think they're at any risk of losing these cities. Like L.A., I mean, I haven't seen any change at all. Have uh, you and the people you talk to day to day? Uh, I, I do. I do. I, I think secretly behind closed doors, I get more and more people tell me that, you know, something's up. I mean, like... If you, uh, Chris DeFostino was just on a guy's uh, on Bradley Martin's podcast, and I don't know how deep in conspiracies, Chris, uh, you know, Chris De, De, De Stefano, De Stefano, sorry, dude, Chris De Stefano, I'm sorry, I fucked his name up. I love him; he's such a great comic, and he's such a hard worker. And I, I fucked his name up. I feel really bad. Um, but you know, he was talking about how he talked to the CIA agent, and 
to see he asked him, Hey, uh, why does Trump have all this secret service shit? And like the guy wouldn't go into it. So it's interesting shit. Not saying that what he's saying is right, but what I am saying is that he's now getting into you see more and more people getting into conspiracies more and more mainstream podcasts getting into conspiracy the whole point about what i'm saying right now is that there's just a gr group of people are that aren't mentally capable of of thinking for themselves they must be told what to think right and that's where we are what's your thoughts yeah. on that greg i uh, was listening to a podcast recently and they were saying something about the what did they say? They said, some people don't have an inner monologue. Some people yeah, don't have an so inner crazy. voice. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting because I've never thought of that before. I have, you know, I'm a meditator. And when I first started meditating, I thought it was going to be impossible to turn off my inner monologue. And, and, it, and for a while it was. And after years of practice, I'm able to do it now. But I just assumed that was a natural part of everyone. And once that person just said that simple statement, Right away, I started thinking of like people I know that I grew up with that I'm like, that explains everything. That explains a lot of this, that some people, if you don't have an inner monologue and you don't think about things, that what does that mean? That means you're just accepting whatever you're told. And that explains a lot of things because I have people in my family I grew up with that are technically smart. You know, they have master's degrees and they're engineers. And we they call them intelligent. They're intelligence intelligent. versus smarts. Intelligence yeah. is understanding systems. Smarts is wisdom through experience. Okay. I like that. And so, these people, uh, everyone knows them. These people think that by following what the TV tells you and by repeating what the TV tells you is proof that you are an intelligent person. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's crazy. And according to so, uh, what I've seen, that's no small number of people. Like that's as much as 70% no. of people who don't have an inner monologue. Most of the people I've, I've met in my life, it's growing up, and I'm a very social person. I've been all over the world. I, I, I love... Well, I love hate people, like I said, uh, <laughs> but I like I'm interested in people and I like to talk to people. And yeah, I would say easily now that I think about it, I would say 10 percent at most are the people that I've met that you can have conversations with, like what we're having less than that. I'm being very Do I'm being very generous with that. It's more like between one and five percent from my experience, really. That's definitely everyone else looks at you like you're crazy. That's definitely the education system, right? That has people that that's well, there's they're no, meant to think like that. I mean, I think like we're that. talking about something that's inborn. I think. Yeah, I think this is sure. inborn. I don't think this is the education system. No, I think this is. And then someone else. I was listening to another. I get out there. I like all kinds of subjects that I don't cover in my reports. But I was listening to a more sort of spiritual based podcast where they were talking about people that are born without a soul. That there are people that are actually born like NPCs, and they're sort of like extras for the rest of us in our own move, for those of us that do have a soul and are experiencing something. And this sounds a little arrogant, so I'm just it saying does, what I heard. Yeah, but I mean, but it, when I heard that, I started, you know, after what I've seen in the past few years with COVID, it makes me think maybe there are people here that are just like robots. Yeah. And then there's the uh, discussion that, that there is, uh, you know, non-humans that actually have sort of robot, you know, aut automatons that we wouldn't notice that, for all we know, that we can't tell our robots that are robots. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. it. I love it. I love it. Hey, guys, you know I love to sleep, and that's why I want to tell you about my boys and girls at Helix Sleep. Let me tell you about Helix. 
That's right. Helixsleep.com. Listen, I love sleep. You love sleep. We all need to sleep. We spend most of our time sleeping. And your mattress is the most important part of your sleep. Without a mattress, what are you going to do? And that's why I want to tell you about the people at Helix Sleep. Listen, they have one of the best uh, out there. I mean, dude, I love Helix Sleep, dude. My favorite Helix mattress. Let me tell you about it. Bang! It's a Helix Midnight Lux. That thing is like warm butter sleeping in. It's the best. I get so, I mean, dude, I don't know what I would do without my Helix mattress. Do you guys have a Helix mattress? Absolutely, I do. Yes, I love it. Do they? Every night. I'm Fantastic. taking the quiz right now. He's taking the quiz right now. Look at he's lying about how tall he was. Like he's like Helix is, uh, You're is like a chip. That, that's You're the lie. That's the lie. Not not the, the not my the person I'm sleeping with. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So Kim Kardashian's high. Nice, dude. Nice. So you go there. It's a real quick quiz. It's fast. It's easy. It's fun. And it will help you figure out which one of Helix's 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux collection, the newly released Helix Elite collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress for just kids. Whatever mattress, it's going to figure out which one's the best one for you and personalize it. That's right dude get your personalized mattress and it's shipped straight to your door free of charge helix knows there's no better way to test out a mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home in your own home with your own mattress and that's why they're gonna give you a hundred night trial that's right and a 10 15 year warranty man come on what last a trial wow a trial a mattress a trial that's right for a mattress Everyone's unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different models to choose from. Each one is designed specifically for specific sleep positions and feel preference. Wow, it's that great. So here's what we want you to do. It's really that simple. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash tinfoil. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now so go to helixsleep.com slash tinfoil to get 20 percent off all mattresses and two free pillows for just tinfoil hat listeners just that's helixsleep.com slash tinfoil to get this amazing offer enjoy your sleep so uh we kind of brought up bill gates I see you got a video about Klaus, Klaus Schwab and the bloodlines of the Illuminati. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That was a fairly recent one, and I can't remember exactly the well, subject. I, me I remember I went into the bloodlines of the Illuminati, and I, and I went into, I think I got into the orphan trains on that one in the breeding programs, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Oh my God! Um, what I make so many videos, I I, I don't remember. Exactly <laughs> I do it. I get about. it. So, so you guys brought up the uh, Illuminati. Oh, oh, real yeah, quick, real quick, before you do, yeah. pin that yeah. question. What are the breeding? What are the? the we all know the orphan trains. There is some talk about Tataria and the notions of bringing these orphans, uh, Western or to the West. Uh, you know, a big part of cultural Marxism is detaching children from their parents. And, you, you know, whether it's happening on a mass level like Libs of TikTok wants you to believe, and I believe Libs of TikTok is part of the nonlinear warfare where, like, she's highlighting TikToks that maybe we would never see 
to create this this illusion. Yeah, highlighting crazy people that really don't matter because the only people that are the only people that are holding a phone up like this and blah, blah, blah those are crazy people. Yeah, you know, and it's it's almost kind of dirty to spend your time looking at the private moments of crazy people. Dirty is not a good word. It's 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 creepy, but it's, it's creepy. But what what and, and, you know? Now you have the ADLs going after libs and TikTok, and I'm telling you, watch this. This is a game plan of the elites to certify in the public's mind and the most paranoid people. It, it, you certify them as being a, a real thing by making it seem like they're being uh, censored. Right? So you have Libs of TikTok who lost her account. Oh my God, they're trying to silence her. You're like, and you study her her connections, she has deep, deep, deep connections. Adam Green brought this up. Deep, deep, deep connections to the legacy media. So mm. now you have this whole thing about now the ADL and the woman who runs it's Jewish. They're Jewish, and but they're like going after libs of TikTok. And, but what that does is now val uh, validates libs of TikTok. It makes it seem like they're a big deal. But when you bring up these orphan trains, which was this theory, and you know, we saw Canada and most likely the United States took these indigenous children, brought them to the uh, other parts of the country so they could never. Oh, it was more than that. Let's hear it. I'd love to that. hear it. I mean, this is a new subject. I did a video for this on my Substack. It's a it's for the subscribers only, but um it's uh this I sorry about that. That's okay. This uh this subject changed everything for me. Once I started, and this was like last year, end of last year, beginning of this year, I started looking into the orphan trains. No, it happened all over the Western world. In America alone, between the 1850s and the early 1900s, uh, at least 300,000 orphans were sold and traded across the country, put on trains, literally taken off a train, sold at fairs and markets. They were shipped, babies shipped in the mail to people. Whoa. Um, advertised with postcards advertised in the newspapers uh they were they were birthing them in the um odd fellow homes the odd fellows is a secret society a masonic society uh one of the most secret and their charge is to look after orphans they're um aligned with the sisters of rebecca and the sisters of rebecca are appear to be surrogate mothers and they have these orphan asylums you could look all this stuff up online you'll find all this stuff they had orphan asylums where they were breeding babies and selling them off and sending them all over the, the country. It looks like they were actually uh, putting them in positions of power. The orphans uh, would grow up in these odd fellow Masonic lodges. A lot of the members of the odd fellows are orphans themselves. And the Freemason character Hiram Abiff, who's like one of the characters that they have rituals about, was known as the orphan son. So it's all about the orphans for them. It's all about making their own people, which is the way I look at it. Because if you think about it, if you want an army, if you want to control people, Bro. just make your own people. They're international. You know? yeah. That's the easiest way to do it. And it makes you realize how little we know about our history. Like, I don't really trust our history anymore. Because when you factor in all that stuff I just told you, and you really have to look into it for yourself. But once you look into it and you factor that in, you, you have to admit that you can't trust our history at all because i was i always assumed that for the most part it was just natural organic families that would raise babies no that's almost seems like that's just something that happens over time but when things start off it's these secret societies breeding their own people 
and spreading them all over the planet. Hold on. It's so crazy. What is the name of these guys? The Oddfellows? Independent the, Order of Oddfellows. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So we brought this up before on this show, but you know what this sounds exactly like? It's like this, when I told you the stories of the Smash Brothers, Corey and Chad in Ontario, and how there's this giant Scientology bunker where like nobody can go in. The city doesn't mess around with them. They don't talk to them. They don't do any of that stuff, right? And they see people trying to escape, and they made jokes about breeding Scientologists. That yeah. totally makes sense to me. Damn. Yeah. David, uh, David Icke interviewed a Rothschild. Um, I can't remember the first name, but he's a member of the Rothschild family in, in uh, Children of the Matrix. He, he interviewed him for that. And he claimed that the Rothschilds have bred over 100,000 people. They're, they're worldwide. They're, they're worldwide. They have lodges in Italy, sense. Mexico, wow. Iceland. Yeah. No, yeah, I was, I'm saying yeah. it's like worldwide. I, like it's Nigeria. They got lodges everywhere. This is crazy how it's never, we've never, wow. How, uh, what were you saying about the Rothschild? Yeah. They, they bred 100,000? According to this guy, yeah. They said the Rothschild family alone, they have a, they bred over 100,000 Rothschilds from their bloodline to use as their, you know, slave race, which, like I said, I mean, that really makes sense. If you, if, if, if that's your business, if your business is power and control, then why would you waste your time trying to capture someone else's children? That's, that's dangerous and kind of puts you in the spotlight. Why do that when you can do, uh, just make your own. And, and like I said, when you look into it, that's what they did in the 1800s and they did it out in the open. You know, there's like uh, famous singers, like famous people that everyone knew that were, it was like advertisements, like writing in the papers, oh a famous person. Oh, God. I bought a baby at the World's Fair and it was, it was, you know, best thing I ever did. Wow. Oh my God. And I'm sorry that I cut you off right there, but I just wanted to hear what no, you were saying. Yeah, but, um, so dude, wh what does this, uh, what does this sound like when everybody, and this is where you, people start calling you super crazy. Yeah. But when you start going uh, Merkel and her connections to Hitler, and then when you look yeah. at like how all of there's three leaders of of huge countries in Europe, and they're all friends as teenagers. Yeah, well, it's all in the family. That makes sense. I mean, that makes absolute sense. Barbara Bush and Aleister Crowley. Yes, I mean, dude. People laugh at that, but. How does that not make sense? You know? Yeah, I totally agree. It makes dude. sense. It, I don't know if you've ever seen, this is a recent thing for me. I've always known that Barbara Bush was a handsome looking woman, <laughs> but I just saw a video on YouTube of her from 1980. And when you, if you could look it up right now, you go to YouTube, look at Barbara Bush, 1980, it'll come right up. Tell me that's not a man. That was before they gave him enough um drugs or makeup or surgery to look more like a woman but the video there you go there's a still from it so the, the second one over but the video is even more telling jamie deluxe took that video yeah, there you go tell me that's not a man that's all man uh, jamie deluxe took this video and slowed it down to five fourth speed and it's obviously that's a altercation of the audio but still when you when you watch the, his video it's like it's undeniable and then when you chin. know now about the tran the tranny thing that's all you know, that's what they do. You know, if you were to tell me Barbara Bush was a man five years ago, I'd laugh and think you're 
I would think it's funny, but I don't think I would believe it. But now, yeah, I think that's a thing they've been doing for a very long time. Part of the ritual. It is part of the ritual and the worshiping of the fa- uh, the uh, of the fallen. Uh, that's one hundred percent all a part of this ancient Babylonian yeah. uh, magic. This is all part of it. So I was that was a part that I was going to bring up. Did you see that in? Um uh, at Burning Man, that they burned a 26-foot sculpture from Ukraine? I wouldn't doubt it, dude. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it, no one knew about it. They didn't talk about it, but they burned it. It was a phoenix, and it burned down, and they had it burning throughout the whole time. That's very interesting. And I was just like, whoa, that's... And no one mentions it. Everyone's there having a great time. Like, look. The phoenix is what's happening right now. Great time this year. Okay, what is the phoenix? This is the story to me that explains everything that's happening right now. This is my theory. And like I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but this is my theory. Ever since my um, conspiracy theory days, which kind of started in 2000, shortly after 9-11, uh, so about over 20 years now, I've been going down rabbit holes. Every rabbit hole for me has ended in cyclic cataclysm. They used to call it pole shift 20 years ago. That's what everyone called it was pole shift. The research today points more towards a recurrent solar nova. Oh yeah, this Meaning is the, the sun novas, but it doesn't die. It'll it'll it just sort of belches out um, a bunch of matter, and then it'll it'll keep going. And it does apparently happen if you believe it uh, with other stars. But a lot of the experts are putting it around 2040, 2046. Multiple, multiple, several different researchers are putting it there from different research, all different angles. Including one of the most interesting things is the Mayan calendar did not end in 2012. Everyone got that wrong because nobody factored in the fact that there used to be 360 days in a year, not 365.24. And uh, no one seemed to figure that in except for Jason Brashears from Archaics. I took me a few hours to to back check it and do all the math and dig into the history, but he's 100% right. There was a time when every nation on the planet had 360 days in their calendar. The Mayan calendar is a calendar based on days. And so when you add that in, the Mayan calendar ends in 2046. When you factor in the fact that the United Nations Agenda 2030, that's perfect timing for what I'm saying. What I'm saying is whether it's going to happen or not, they believe this cataclysm is coming and they believe that everything on the surface is going to be roasted, including all the toys and the civilizations that they built. So they've already got their underground bunkers all set up. They've been doing that for decades. I'm sure they've got everything taken care of down there. What they need now is to lock down the surface so that they can, because it's probably just a window. They probably don't know exactly when the Phoenix is going to happen. So they want time to be able to lock down the surface and be able to move back and forth to the bases and get down there when they have to and, and probably put they probably used uh, the the vaccine to kill off the weak and the elderly so that they can put the rest of us to work to do whatever last ditch things they have to do before they go underground. The last thing I'll say on the subject is something I just learned very recently, which is kind of interesting, is when you pull up an astrology chart, uh, a birth chart for the year 2040, you'll find that in 2040, the Phoenix constellation, which I didn't know there was one until now, there's a Phoenix constellation that rises up right between Pisces and Aquarius. And Pisces and Aquarius 
is the markation of the new year at the great year, the great year, which lasts about 25,000 years, which is where a lot of people, including like Randall Carlson has always hinted at the great year is where this cyclical cataclysm is right at the end of the old age, right at the beginning of the new age, Pisces and Aquarius and the Phoenix comes right up there, right in 2040. So that explains everything to me. That explains why crazy people like Alexander Cortez or whatever thing says the world's going to end in 20 years because she was probably told that sincerely. Um, all these people were probably told that. That explains why people are willing to kill people. I don't think you could just convince people that there's too many people and we got to kill people. But if you convinced people that this major event's going to happen and it's going to kill out the human race or everyone on the surface, and in order to save the human race, we have to do this. That I could see would work and convince people. And if you wanted to buy people off, what better, like all they had to do with Trump and his family is be like, look, we got bunker space for you and your family. You guys can survive it and live on, you know, it explains everything. That's dark. I mean, that is damn dark. I'm right now Googling bunkers. Uh, What's your, are your thoughts (laughs) that if, if that is the case that, that there's any hope for (laughs) those of us that are uh, doomed to the surface? What, what's the, well, I mean, what, what, what can like we I said, do? I've been researching this. I've been researching this for years. I did make a video on it. Um, I think it's called Cyclical Cataclysm. Uh, the thumbnail is the Aztec calendar, the Mayan calendar. It's about a year old. Um, I want to make another. I want to make more videos on it. I talk about it all the time in my podcast because, like I said, this is. I'm pretty convinced that this is going. This is what's going on. As far as hope. If you look into it, you're at these underground bases are all connected to underground cave systems that seem to go back for thousands of years. So this seems to be a thing that's been going on forever. Jason Brashears, who I mentioned, archaics.com, he's been covering the Phoenix and he's done probably the most comprehensive work of anyone of going back into ancient books and studying this. And what he's shown is that Prior to 100 years ago, this is something that everyone was talking about. This was common discussion in the scientific community. In fact, there are several books that are on the subject of like of trying to figure out exactly when it happens. Um, this seems to be the big secret of all the secret societies. Um, I think if you have a cave, you're you're in a better position than if you have a man-made bunker. Um, Why do you say that's that? kind of my my dream would be to find a cave. Uh, but also I'm getting old. I don't mind. I'll be in my seventies. I wouldn't mind sitting on a porch and watching it happen. Like yeah, I said, I made I'm, my I'm just think of that. I just want to give some for my daughters to hide. And then I'll just sit there Nicholas Cage style and just watch that thing. Just <laughs> did we lose him? I don't know what happened. Hey, Greg. Hey you man, Sorry welcome back. Welcome here. back. Yeah. Hey, there was a storm that the storm cleared, but for a while I thought I was going to get cut off because of the storm, but it should be good now. I don't know what happened. What was the last thing I was saying? We were talking about last I heard was you're talking about your kids. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, I'm going to be like you just chilling on the porch, letting it come, just take me out, enjoy it. But I want, I want to see if I can find somewhere for my kids if they want to hide. Cause they're only going to be like, if they're only going to be like 20 years old. Oh shit. 20, 2040. That's a lot closer than I thought. Yeah, it's not that 2040, long. 2040, uh, it's be somewhere, well, like I said, the research I've been doing, most people are pinning it between 2040, 2046, which actually makes perfect sense. If there's a window like that, it does make sense that 2030 is their deadline to sort of lock down the surface. 
Um, that's kind of what I think is happening. I do think Bill Gates and Schwab are going to go down. I do think the left are going to go down. Um, but it's all theater. Like, for example, who's funding these communists do this on their own? They're being funded by something else. So I think what's coming next is going to be some type of right wing fascism that everyone's going to want because they're going to be like, well, oh my, we need it because look at all these crazy people, you know, and then what that allows them to do is have checkpoints and then they can just uh, control the surface. Like I said, because if it was me, if I was the ones trying to do this, that's what I, that's what you would need to do. You would need to start controlling the surface in a way where there's no more freedom of travel. You'd want to shut down the airlines and all that stuff so only you could go back and forth and everyone else stuck at homes. It really explains everything. I mean, 15-minute cities. Yeah, 15-minute cities. 15-minute cities, exactly right. As far as your question, how to survive it, caves. That's the answer, I think. Um, and, and they're not that uncommon. Actually, for my entertainment, I've been watching, like, uh, there's all kinds of videos of people finding caves that aren't part of a park. They're just on someone's private property. They're everywhere, actually. They seem to be everywhere. You do a little research, you can find them. Um, I, I don't, that's kind of, but like I said, I'm, I don't have kids and I'm okay with not going without it. But if it was me, that's what I would do. I would not want to go in one of these bunkers. To me, that seems like a living hell to be underground with these creeps. And I wouldn't trust them anyways, because I'm a very, I believe in God. The way I see this reset, and it's the great reset. Interesting when you think about it like that, this is sort of God's great reset. That's kind of what I think it is. I think this is sort of the natural order of wiping the board of getting rid of all this crazy power and control to wipe it clean again so that humanity can be born again like in the garden of eden and start fresh again and replenish the earth and uh that's what the 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 occultists and the judas goats of the fallen angels are trying to do is they're trying judas to goats. defy the great reset thing underground so that when this thing is over, they can come back up and establish their power again. I'm I I am so with you, man. Okay, this is it's this is crazy, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. So I'm googling, can I buy a cave? Where can I buy a cave? If any any real estate people listening to yeah, this smart. know where I can buy a cave? There's a lot of good ones in the mountains of North Carolina where they used to hide these old stills and stuff. Let's look. They... Start looking them up, bro. Yeah. They don't want us to live. I just want mountains Amazon. are a good place to look. Where yeah. mountains, mountains. Yeah, Johnny, start looking that up. We're gonna get a tin full hat. Bunker cave. I, w I went on Amazon looking for bunkers. There's none for sale. No, they don't want us. They don't want us to live. They don't want us to live. They don't want us to live, man. They, so, so we, you, you've often you were you were talking about um, aliens and all this stuff. What are your thoughts about all this disclosure coming out right now? All right, so. Aliens is probably one of the first rabbit holes I ever went down. Probably before I got quote unquote red pilled, I was don't going down the UFO and the alien thing. And the alien abduct abductee thing is very interesting. A lot of people dismiss it, but I would I would say I would guess the people that dismiss it never really bothered looking into it because there's so much. Obviously, yeah, there's probably more misinformation in that in that subject than anything else. And that also should tell you that there's some truth to it. Because they, they they invested a lot of time muddying the waters on that subject, which I think should tell you that there's some truth to it. I uh, I don't know if these characters exist in our dimension or not. 
Um, I've heard different stories. I don't know. I do think we're going to see it in, in the near future. As it almost sounds silly, but I think it's happening in Peru. I think the stuff that was happening in Peru was, you know, I saw enough reports that, that I can't dismiss it. It does make sense. It does fall in line with my theory. Not that my theory is correct or anything, but it does fall right in line with that because um, I remember researching the subject of cataclysm years and years ago. And there's a lot of sources that say when these cataclysms happen, the uh, space aliens, I don't like that term, but that's the term everyone uses. The space aliens come down and pick the genetics that they want to survive, take them away and, until it's safe. And then they bring them back, like I said, like in the Garden of Eden and replenish it. So I think, well, it's not that I think they're a part of this cataclysm. They're well documented by many people on the subject as being sort of the managers of this thing and that also brings you back to these orphans and uh the replenishing of the human race through making your own you know creating your own genetic stock so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they come back um there's a very interesting out in la i don't know if you know who daryl anka is no. aka bashar uh he's a channeler Oh uh, yes, a lot of people yes, are yes, into channeling. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Tim James wants. He's a real. He's a goofy him. character, uh, Bashar. But um, but I've been watching Bashar. I didn't, I haven't watched him in years. But about twenty years ago, I was tuning into Bashar, and I remember back then he was predicting that twenty twenty five would be when the aliens make their appearance, and we're kind of right on schedule for that. Like it's Let's really all go, trying to come bro. out. So it's yeah. entertaining that guy watching him channel. It's it's, it's funny. He is entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Very, so you very said 2025. Uh, have you guys seen the whole Mexican alien that the Mexican president came out and it looks just like this? Little Yoda dude. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? You think uh, think Mexico's in on the disclosure now? And well, I will say this guy, according now, you know, trust you know the sources at your own peril. But they were mainstream media is reporting that this guy has been attached to other bodies like this that turned out just to be children etc uh but i mean it's what what can you say i mean he he claims that universities have analyzed the dna which if if you believe the universities uh 30% unknown dna from this 70% human like the rest uh not i would you know the thing about the ufo disclosure which i do think is coming is it's so what's interesting is there's a lot of people that are waking up now that immediately are saying, ah, it's all going to be bullshit. It's all going to be fake. Um, I, th I think that's probably a better attitude to have. It's probably a better attitude to, to, to disbelieve all of it than to believe all of it. However, realistically, you have to, you have to use your critical thinking. Like I think, yes, I think if it's coming out, anything that's being told to you on the TV and the mainstream media is theater. I think that's a safe bet. Doesn't mean it's not, it's not true. It just means it's, being told you specifically the way it is for a reason, because they know how we're going to, like I said, they know us better than we know ourselves. So it's all for a reason. So having said that, you know, I, I'm, I think it's very smart to remain highly suspicious of all this stuff. Uh, but, you know, the technology does exist. There are craft that fly like this, the, you know, is it man-made craft? It does seem like the Nazis were making this stuff way back in the day with the bell. Mm. So yes, I think a lot of it is man-made is some of it non-human. I think for sure. I think I believe in Bigfoot, you know, uh, I think there's an underworld 
where all kinds of non-humans have been thriving for millennia. I can't prove that, but that seems to add up from my research. So, I, I mean, it doesn't really say much, but I guess if I were to guess, I would say, yeah, disclosure is coming, and they're going to tell us a story about aliens are real. As far as the actual details of what they tell us, are, there'll probably be mostly lies, I would guess. Yeah, I agree. So we've I've had a woman on my my other show Zero and she's talking about how she was basically taken to a craft. And you know, you want to dismiss it right there but I tend to go okay, I'm listening. And she met with some counsel and they told her that the and she's out of Australia. And they told her that the whole Project Bluebeam will be the government trying to convince you that they're the ones faking it. But in reality, it will be real. And mm. there will be contact. And they want you, they, they want the government to make you... The government wants you to think they're faking it so you don't believe it. Mm. Like, well, according to this, I think I know who she's referring to. There are several, several people that refer to a galactic council. Uh, that sounds... First time I heard that was decades ago, and I thought it was kind of goofy sounding. But I've read that from several different sources. Uh, it doesn't seem goofy to me anymore. But according to the Galactic Council, uh, and it's always this is all this is um, consistent, is that there are two factions, um, more than two, but there's two paths you could say, spiritual paths of of non-humans us there are those that are on the path of service to others and there are those on the path to service to self just like we are and they both believe in the non-interference principle they both under play by the rules that we have to have free will and so that they can only intervene when we call upon them and ask them so whether it's like alistair crowley or skull and bones calling upon what a lot of people refer to as like the Orion group, which would be like the gray aliens and stuff. Which is, these, would be, these would be the ones that the Nazis were in contact with. And so they would be helping service to self. So they would be helping these humans gain power, the Rothschilds, all this stuff. They would be helping them gain power and control over the rest of us. Whereas this galactic council claimed to be on the path of service to others. And they are simply here to help us as we ask them to, to evolve spiritually and grow. And according to them, they wouldn't come to us in a, they would not come to us. And like your friend said, and uh, say, we're here, you know, unless I guess things got so bad and we, well, this is what they said. I actually just read the, this recently, which covers that this is part three of the book. Um, I just read that recently. And that's one of many sources that talks about this. And according to this book, they're saying when it gets to a certain amount of humanity, when it, when enough of us, when like the over, they have a number even, like a percentage, when a certain percentage of us are all saying, help us, <laughs> then they'll show up. So maybe your friend is, maybe your friend's information is accurate. Who knows? Well, and it kind of goes in line. If she is, if her information is accurate, then it would make sense that the, um, that the governments would tell us it's all a lie. Yeah, I, I, I 100% believe that. I mean, like, you know, my whole thing is like, we, you're totally right about, the, you know, these New World Order people 
being, you know, uh, knowing us really well and all this stuff. But I also believe there's a lot of man in, on the, in the cave to it. And not that they don't have power, but sometimes they've done stuff to psychologically make us believe they have more po power than maybe they do. You know, that's just my humble opinion. And um, that, you know, the big thing now is they're going to shut down the Internet. That's definitely possible. I'm not saying it's not being outside the, you know, the realm of reality. They could shut down. But I also do believe that as much as the, if you believe in, you know, I'm a Christian, but I also believe in the hermetic principles. And I believe there, the law of duality where there is light and there's dark. And if there is dark and we believe there is dark, no matter if it's in the, you know, the, the, and I know this is a realm ran by Satan. I understand that if you listen to Christianity and all that stuff. But, you know, if you look at like, if you're telling me there's people in Washington are all evil, there's got to be some good too. That's just the law of duality. I don't think these people are above the law of duality. No, I agree hundred percent. In fact, I would argue, I used to, I understand what you're saying that Christian teaches that the earth is ruled by Satan. I think that's um, blown out of proportion. I think a more honest interpretation is that the duality, it's simply like the yin yang, the, the idea of, service to others, service to self. Um, the idea that electricity requires both a negative and a positive pole for work and energy to occur. Same thing in this realm that we're in. In order for this realm to exist, it requires both the positive and the negative. I believe that these people who think they're in control, they are also being deceived. In fact, the great deception might even be referring more to them than the rest of us. And it makes sense because if they're being assisted by these higher beings that are on a path of service to self, then why would you assume these higher beings are giving them a leg up? You would think that they're deceiving them as well. And the final thing I'll say, which is, a, I think, on a positive note on the subject is, um, like, what I'm talking about with this shift from Pisces to Aquarius, this is like the end of the Dark Ages and the beginning of the Golden Age. So we are moving into a better time. And I do think we are seeing the death of a lot of ugly stuff. For example, the Hindus talk about these ages, the, the dark age and the light age, they call them the yugas. And they'll say we're in the Kali Yuga. And I heard, uh, he's, uh, he's not alive now, but an old sage, an ancient sage taught that the, you'll know you're in the peak of the age of Aquarius or at the, or the age of uh, the Iron Age, the Kali Yuga. You'll know you're at the end of the Kali Yuga when children are being produced for consumption reasons. And that's exactly where we're at. I mean, you could look at the the skin cream that women are putting on their faces made from fetal body parts to the adrenochrome thing, which I don't know if that's true, but it certainly makes sense that people right now are consuming the young. So I, we are at the end of that age. I think we are seeing it die. This Phoenix event that I'm talking about kind of marks that moment. And so the, um, you know, your children, I'm sure, uh, are meant to probably be in the new age. And I'm not just trying to say that to, to, to be on your good side, but I would imagine, <laughs> you know, decent people are, are, are important for the new age. You know, they're going to want this, the world populated with, uh, love with the, uh, the people that are seeing things more with love. No, I agree with you. And I, there is something that like, it gets out of control and you know, it ha there's a reset and, and you're either going to be on the right side of it or the wrong side of it. 
And there's a lot of different play that could come from this event. Who knows what that event is? I, I, I don't want anyone to lose hope. You know, I, I do believe, you know, th this whole thing is like expect, hope for the best, ex you know, expect the worst. But, you know, also know it's all going to be okay. That's my humble opinion. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I agree with all this. Like, it's so funny. Off the grid, Ryan, who's like one of my really good friends, all he's been talking about is this Phoenix event phoenix event all the time he's been wanting people to talk about it, bring it out and for me man it's just like i think this is just like a part of like i i believe we live in a world and it is god and not everyone is going you know the big thing that i've learned which is why with my christianity my spirituality is like i'm really not trying to knock people over the head like you know th this show's about us discussing topics and me giving my personal opinion on it uh, but I don't want to beat anybody over the head. You know, if I'm a Christian, I don't care how you live your life as long as you don't hurt children. That's my consenting adults do whatever you want. And that's going to piss a bunch of people off. But, you know, that's just me, dude. That's just me. Well, I agree. First of all, I agree. And second of all, um, that's just being realistic. You know, like, what are you going to do? Like, for example, a lot of people are getting all up in arms about pedophilia thing and i understand that it's disgusting it's gross i don't like to share any of these drag I, I actually i don't i don't share any of the i get people will send me things with like drag time story hours, all this gross stuff um and my argument would be how do you expect to stop all that the only way you could stop that is to put a camera in everyone's home monitor everyone 24 7 or yeah. better yet take everyone's kids away because you can't trust anyone, you know, make sure they're safe. There, there's no way to stop evil. That's You just have to accept it. You have to be the best person that you can be. I don't like to, um, I notice a lot of people don't like to talk about the cataclysm. Some people do. I, I do. I, when I made my report, I got a text from Alex Jones, an audio message that was kind of funny because it was, it emotionally affected him. Like he thought the, he was just like laughing out loud. He was like, oh shit. He's like, I guess kiss your ass goodbye or something like that you know like it kind of freaked him out <laughs> i'm with you funny. dude when you're talking about it, I'm like oh my god i got to but i do believe that everything is a plan and everything is a part of god's plan and the, i agree with that okay so i have a question for you and this this we could lose you on this one flat earth round earth i um no you're not gonna lose me on that at all it's i'm actually uh, was asked to present at a flat earth festival this october in vegas um, I'm going to, I'm putting together a presentation for it. I might piss off some of the flat earthers because, um, what I learned from it when, I, when they first, when I first started seeing videos on the subject back in 2014, it made me upset. So I understand why people get upset. It was pissing me off. I thought someone, I thought it was like, a, you know, disinfo. And then a friend of mine started posting them. So I called him up and I was like, what are you doing? Are you fucking with people? Or, and he said, have you ever looked into it? And so I was like, no, okay, fine. So I looked into it and it took me about two weeks. And at the time I was, uh, you know, I worked for myself as a carpenter so I could afford to like not work if I didn't want to work. And so I, I took like a solid, no, 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 that's not true. At the time I was at the ashram. So I was just at the ashram. So I spent like a deep two weeks uh, and I, and it was the funnest experience I've ever had in my life because what I realized is I don't know where I am. <laughs> what I realized is That's that the surface is definitely flat. If you if you don't know that the surface of the earth is flat, then that means you either haven't looked into it 
or you're incapable of doing the math, which, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. There, a lot of people hate math and, and they don't even want to try doing the math. And you, and you, in my opinion, you really do have to do the math yourself to work it out to see what it should look like. Once you do that, you realize there's no curvature on the surface at all. It do, there's no, and, and science has known that for centuries. And if you look into it, you'll find that like we're sort of conditioned to think that it was science that proved to religion, like religion thought the earth was flat and science disproved that. That's actually, you can go into Wikipedia and you can find out that's not true. It was the Jesuits that forced the round earth model on us. Yes. So that's the church. And it was the, and the Protestants, it was the church of England who made sure it was taught in schools. It was the scientific community that was saying like, Whoa, what are you talking about? This is crazy. So what I think is, First of all, what I learned is I don't know where I am. A lot of people I've noticed in the flat earth community, they all of a sudden think that they know everything and they think that everyone else is stupid idiots, which I think that's a little short-sighted because I, I would like to say, well, weren't you one of those stupid idiots at one point? So it's not really fair to say everyone's a stupid idiot because they don't realize that the earth is, at least the surface of the earth is flat, right? You have to be a little more kind and compassionate and it is kind of a big deal to, to expect that everyone's going to get on board with that is unrealistic. So I usually keep it to myself. I did do a flat earth video a few years ago uh, for Infowars called uh, is Antarctica, the key to flat earth. Um, I do believe the earth, the surface of the earth is flat. What I think we're mean? inside. What I think we're mean? inside of a sphere. Oh, in oh, fact, see. I'll tell you exactly ah, where I think. That's interesting. He's saying the surface is flat, which I keep wondering what he means by that. All right, I'll tell you. This is the tree of life taught yes. by the Kabbalah. Yes. The Kabbalah tell you that this is a map of the human body and of the, of the universe that we live in. You can see the human body. You can see the chakras. You can see the arms. You see the human body. Yeah. But yeah. you don't see when I was, before I got into the flat earth, I didn't, I was like, well, that's interesting because Kabbalah is so exact. Like, you, you could say it's evil. You could say it's stupid, whatever. What you can't say is it's stupid and simple-minded. You need to have a... Like, I gave it up because it was too much for my head. Like, you have to do a ton of math, and it, but it all checks out. But according to Kabbalah, we're inside of Malkuth, right at the bottom here. Malkuth is a sphere. These are all spheres, and these spheres are represent different planets. You can see the planet symbols. You can see there's... What is that? Venus. Yeah. There's Mars. And so they say we're, is the moon? They say we're inside of Malkuth and we're stuck in here and we're on a flat surface. So the, what I mean by a flat surface is just figure, you know, put a flat line right there, boom, flat surface. So you have uh, the, um, the air above us, our atmosphere, and then you have the underworld, you know, where all these creatures live and stuff. And according to, um, and, the, and that, Kabbalah, that checks out with what these people are saying too, which is basically we're in a spiritual realm and we're here to grow. And the only way you get out of this level, you notice there's all these other levels above us. And you've also noticed if you were to look through a transparent dome or, or, or whatever you want to call it, that's what you see. You see what I just showed you right there. These things never go on us. They dip below the horizon a little bit. They dip out of sight a little bit, but they never go beneath us. So we're at the bottom of it all. Everything's above us. According to the Kabbalists, specifically this, this one right here, Dion Fortune, according to her, 
you're reincarnated and and over and over again in Malkuth until you learn your lessons. And once you learn your lessons, and the lesson to be learned is love and compassion and understanding. Once you learn that, then you transcend from this realm into one of these other spheroids where you then start your next lesson. Bam. So that's going to be my presentation in Vegas. And and I'm obviously, I'm going to open it up by saying, obviously, I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a guy in the cheap seats who's read a bunch of books and watched a bunch of videos and, you know, goes with my gut. I but love if it. If I were man. to guess, I would say that's where we're at. We're inside of Malkuth, inside of a sphere on a flat surface. The worst thing about flat earth is the term flat earth, because that obviously puts into everyone's heads this pizza pie thing, which I agree is ridiculous. And I understand why people laugh at flat earthers, because that is, that's what people think. They think pizza pie. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that, does that, is that top of that, that ball that you're saying that we're in? Is that the, is that the firmament? Do you believe? And, yes, and, I would say that's the firmament. And between us and the other orbs, is that <coughs> is that space? Is that I would say it's space, but I would say it's not the space <laughs> we're shown. I did a video on my Substack also about how space is fake, and I is do it believe gay? there's uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because there's definitely enough evidence that shows you that what they're showing us is space is fake. It's that's and they're laughing at us even. It's a joke, but um, I do think there is a space like I like like all the stuff I showed in the tree of life, all that whatever you want to call it, dark matter, whatever. When you look at stars and planets through a real telescope, even like the highest quality telescope, they look like you're looking at something that could be through glass or in water or yeah, something. Yeah, liquid, you know? bro. Liquid. Yeah. yeah. And the Bible, I think, calls it the waters above. So I wouldn't be surprised if outside of these spheres, there is some type of water. I mean, we're in water now. We're basically like fish swimming yep. in water here on Earth because our atmosphere is made up of not just the oceans and the lakes, but this we're... The atmosphere that we're living in is is has moisture. If it didn't, we would dry up and and be like crackers. Sorry, know? so impenetrable? Would you say the the uh, the, the dome? Yeah, the dome. The, yes, I would say. And this is just the reason I say this is because there does seem to be a lot of, um, I guess, circumstantial evidence would be the word. You know, like Operation Fishbowl and stuff like that. It looks like they were trying to crack the dome open. Yeah. Um, according to, and then that you know check that with the ancient teachings of Kabbalah, which goes. That goes back to, you know, you mentioned the hermetic sciences. I mean, this all goes back to, you know, you can trace it all back to Egyptian knowledge, which is where actually these people claim, they, these people claim to be the ones that were giving Egypt all their knowledge. And all these different sources say the same thing. They say that we're stuck in here. And it's, some people think that's a bad thing. I have a lot of close friends of mine that are all on the same page as me when it comes to this. And they think we're in hell and we're in a prison. I don't feel that way. I, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Um, I believe in spiritual growth. I believe in, well, first of all, I don't necessarily believe in anything. But if you were to force a gun to my head and tell me pick a, you know, pick a side, pick a belief, because I, 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 I choose to be as agnostic and no, as open-minded as possible so that I could get as much information. So I, that's a choice that I make. But I if I was backed up against a wall and I had to say what I think it is, which is kind of what I'm doing here today, then I would say, yeah, we're. 
We're in here to become the best people that we could be, to learn how to love each other, to learn how to stop judging each other and stop judging ourselves, to learn to sort of be balanced in that yin and yang, to be in the middle of the light and the dark, right there in the sweet spot, in a nice balanced equanimity. And that's the lesson that we're learning here. And if you don't learn it, then you just get recycled until you do. Yeah. But in I, the end, everyone figures it out eventually. It's like, you know, my whole, like, listen, I, I'm now starting to read the Bible. I, I just got my Bible and my buddy's going to take me through it. I'm going to start reading that because I'm interested. And then maybe after that, I'll read like the Torah. And then that I'm like, I'm interested in learning it all and then seeing what fits. I think it's smart. You know, that's what I've been doing for years. They call that um, comparative uh, study, I think, with religions. And uh, there's a guy named Samuel Amvior, who's a Colombian. He's, he's not alive anymore, but he was the founder of the modern Gnostic Church, not the Greek Gnostics. But it was a South American movement called Gnosticism. And what that's what he taught. He said, if you want to find the truth, and I think this is the best advice you could give anyone. He would say, if you want to find the truth, first of all, you have to study as many different sources as possible find the commonalities, ignore the differences, find the commonalities. Once you find the commonalities that they're all saying, you still haven't found the truth. At that point, you then have to quiet your mind, go within and check with your own heart. And that is the closest you're ever going to come to the truth. And still, even then, it's just a leap of faith. Well, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Uh, it's been a great time, Greg. You knocked it out of the park. Uh, I appreciate you coming slumming with us. Uh, it was a fun conversation. You didn't, you know, I was expecting a lot and you knocked it out of the park and it was great. So one more time, uh, tell them where they tell our listeners where they could find you and anything else you want them to know. Well, I agree completely. Uh, I had a lot of fun. You guys are cool. Uh, it's not, you can't talk like this stuff with everyone, you know, for example, a lot of the stuff I was getting into with the last bits, pulling up these books, I get a lot of heat on my Substack for talking about this because people say I'm going to hell and you know all this stuff is evil and it's of the devil, but I don't believe knowledge is evil. I believe your actions are either good or evil. I believe what's inside of, I believe if you want to find evil, you got to look within you and stuff. So anyways, uh, it was a pleasure. Um, so yeah, if you want to find my stuff, uh, the best place to go is my Substack. That's what I'm pushing the most. You can find, go to Substack, search Reese Report. I think uh, the name on there is actually Greg Reese on Substack. Uh, if you want to find all my links, go to reesreport.com. Band.video has the most comprehensive list of videos. And I'll be in Vegas for Flattoberfest, uh, the 20th through 23rd um, this October. I love so, it. I love it, yeah. man. Should we go to Flattoberfest? I'm though? not against it. I'm not. I could even it. come out and uh, hang out with you guys in LA while I'm there. I could come early because I'm going to be so close. So I could grab I'm, a rental car. I'm down, dude. Let's make it happen. Yep. Let's make it happen, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, it was, you know, you know, uh, I've been waiting to do the show, and it was exactly what I wanted. So I'm very excited. Again, go to samtriplee.com for all of my dates. New dates are being added all the time. I'm very thankful that people are coming out to the show. Thank you for everybody who said nice things about my Rogan appearance. And uh, again, check out our affiliates. We're only working with people we believe in. I took some affiliates down because it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Uh, so they're not there. I'm always working on giving you guys the best that I can give. 
Okay, so check out the affiliates, get discounts on what they're doing. Uh, it's just stuff you need to survive and be um, vibrate at a higher level. And then finally, stay tuned for all of these sneak peeks and all my other shows, man. My numbers are up across the board. People are watching, and we love it. Keep watching, keep loving. Uh, and I, I, without you guys, we'd be just talking to ourselves. I love you guys all so much. So uh, enjoy these highlights. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sim. He's my brother's not a cutthroat guy. He's more of a chill dude. Yeah, you have he to be a sociopath to, to do the to, to be like a CEO. Of right. A That's not company. my brother. My brother's chill. You know. And he's got double earrings. I'm like, I, I I really want to do that. I really want to do that. But anyways. Wait, he's so got earrings go in both ears? What? He he's got earrings in both ears? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, what, what, what do you mean that's inter interesting? Well, I, I, what I'm thinking in my head was like, you know, there was a while they said, okay, this one means you're gay. Oh, this one means you're gay. And I think the move is if you're not sure which one means you're gay, just get both done. Yeah, but so Johnny, what you're saying is that this one means you're gay. This one means you're gay. But if you get both, that means you're a gay gay, which means you're straight. Exactly. It cancels each other out. Yeah. So now you're super straight. That's how you do it, bro. You get you don't get one here and you get to how gay are you? I'm so gay, I'm straight. That's how gay it is. All right. So so he goes there and we get there and my brother's like, Oh, we have this giant event tonight. And so we go in there, all the staff is like, oh, so my brother's known as Trip. He doesn't go by his real name. He goes by Trip, which is his name. Not Trips, just because no, you've been called Trip. Trips. And he, he, got, he got mad at me this weekend. He goes, it's Trip, not Trips, okay? Could you do it? I'm like, okay, all right. Wait, so you uh, call him Trips? I call him, no, I call him Jason. Okay, who is correct? Who is he correcting? Me. But because when I'm at his work, they know him as Trip, so but I was calling him Trips. Oh, I see. Okay, to and other he's like, people. It's I not guess. Trips. It's Trip. I go, no, it's Jason, and you're an idiot. Okay, because <laughs> I have to check my brother once. Wow, because he's a retard, right? Do you guys argue a lot? Uh not like we used to. I mean, the last last time I was there, I asked him to go outside to fight. about what why didn't you talk about that what, what what did you what did you almost fight about not this time but the time before right, that i was what, in the what, living what did you, room you didn't tell us about that what happened because my mom was sleeping in her room i was in the living room i'm talking to dana my brother decides to come up and grab something to eat and he goes hey man could you be quiet mom's sleeping i go whatever dude i'm just let me finish the car and he just went nuts on me and grabbed me and i go bro did you just i go outside out fucking side right now and i'm texting I'm like come outside so i can beat your fucking ass Wait, come outside so you went outside and started texting him to come out yeah because Did i didn't upset my mom because we were like we i put him in a tie clinch which was going to be devastation time for him wait you, my mom, he did come outside no he didn't oh, in, okay. the, in the living room i put him in a tie clinch <laughs> And I did. My mom has just antiques everywhere. I didn't want to mess anything up. I didn't want my mom to lose it, because my mom would lose it. She's and, and my any 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 turbulence with my mother makes her question her existence. Like the most, like do you, you're like, hey, dude, I don't like pizza. What have I done wrong with you? What? You're like that's my mom, right? Like, oh my god, <laughs> I thought you were so high. I'm like, mom, I just don't want. I just want mushrooms on my pizza. 
That's like hilarious. that's my mother. So I'm like, I gotta see you outside. Come, come outside and come get some tough guy. Come, Sandy Wood, come outside because no matter how much my brother acts like he's a tough guy, I whooped his ass so much as a kid. It's still in there. It's still in there. I used to, I used to take his. We used to. I told you this before. We would make up new belts for my brother to have, just so I could take his belt from him in wrestling. What? What? So he was like the intercontinental champion, and you yeah, I'd be like, there. "You are the new ABF champion," and then I would whip his ass. And like, and new ABF champion. <laughs> That's so bad, dude. So I go to Ithaca, right? And I go in there and uh, we're sitting there and then everybody starts to lose. They're like, oh my God, he's here. He's here. I'm like, what? They're like, my brother's like, oh my God, you won't guess who's here. I go, who? He goes, Bill Nye, the science guy. What? I go, what? I go, what? Well, it turns out he went to Cornell and they were having a Cornell Frisbee football 50 year re- reunion. For 50 years, Cornell's been doing Frisbee football. And he comes in and bro, when I tell you this guy's got like a like he looks like do you remember like in Hanna Barbera cartoons the the vulture? Yeah, where the, yeah he had yeah. like the big like hunchback. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is Bill Nye. Bill Nye has like a turtle shell at the top. Oh, that's of so his, interesting. Right? Yeah, I it's loved him there. as a kid. I, I get why people were kind of speaking of him in hushed oh, tones dude, because I mean, as a kid he was girls, huge going nuts there's no way that guy can't get young chicks because these young girls who all went to cornell were freaking out that bill nye the science guy who's not a science guy at all bill nye the the science guy right and they're freaking out they're free he's like he is like nerd dork royalty yeah it's him and like neil degrasse tyson those two are yeah i mean like two of the worst Oh, they're and terrible. I, like, yeah. And like my mom's like, oh, Bill Nye Science Guy's here. I'm like, mom, he's not a solid guy. She's like, stop it. Stop it right now, Sam. Please stop it. Don't not again. Even, not don't do this, Sam. Not with me here. Do not do that. Okay. I'm not in the mood for you to question Bill Nye right now. Okay. People are happy. Let them enjoy it. Let them enjoy it. But it was a nerd dork fest. And Bill Nye was king of the dorks it was unbelievable he has and like it goes back to like how they say famous people all have huge skulls he had a huge mm-hmm. skull he looked like oh, a really? bobblehead on top of his weird posture you and have it's a big so head, crazy right? what you have a big head right Hey guys, you guys know Tim Fall Hats for the people. We want people to live a better life and, and get stuff in positive vibrational stuff in their life. So we want to tell you about some of our, our affiliate programs real quick. We got Wise Wolf, Gold and Silver. If you're looking for precious metals, these are the best in the business, okay? I'm part of this Wise Wolf package program. I spend a certain amount of money every month and they send me precious metals and I love it. It's a great way to get ready for the financial collapse. We have AquaCure hydrogen brown gas listen we we've we've talked about before if you want to look younger it's a great way uh check it out you click the banner you use the promo code tinfall hat our friends at harley ray candles and crystals go check it out if you use swarm 
15, you'll get 15% off. They got candles. They have, uh, what? Uh, click on it real quick. Sage. Sage. Crystals. They got crystals. They got everything you might need. And all you got to do is use the promo. Look at that one right there. I want to get that aqua blue. I should just ask them to send it to us. Aqua blue at uh, 55, $55 promo code Swarm 15, you get 15% off that. Very excited to be you working with Tim James over at Chemical Free Body. That's right. Get 5% off all of his products, everything he's doing with the promo code Tin Foil Hat. I love his vitamins and nutrients. I take them all the time. They are the best, and it helps me get my body going. And if you're lo- looking to lose weight, let's say you're, 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 you got, you're a busy dad, busy mom out there, go check out Joel Staley. He's helped me lose weight. Uh, he's got a whole program to lose weight, get in shape, all that stuff. Just click the, the banner and use the promo code Tin fall hat, three words, and you can get shape. It worked for me. It can work for you. Hope you guys enjoy these and uh, check out the highlights. And now, a highlight from Cash Daddies. Yeah, you know what? I've been there. I've done that with the home flipping, and it, there's a lot that goes into it. But logistically, I mean, it's tough. It. I mean, you're dealing with contractors. You're dealing with lots of different choices, lots of unknowns that come up during the process. You know, the whole thing is unknowns, pretty much. And I'm not saying you can't make money with it because a lot of people do and a lot of people have, and we we did as well. But I think there's easier ways. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a real beginner way to get involved in real estate investing. They make it look really easy on HGTV and all these shows. And some people really resonate with with that kind of stuff. But I think there's easier ways to invest in that, at least initially um, before. So you don't have to deal with all that that stuff, you know. That's crazy. So- what? What, Go on. What what kind of land do you do you buy? You talk about land flipping. Is it yeah? You know, farmland, uh, regular, you know, development. What what are you doing? Yeah, we're doing it all. But for for the most part, most of these properties are rural properties, five to ten acres plus. A lot of them are an hour or two outside of a major metropolitan area. And like I said, I don't deal with properties here in Southern California because the prices are crazy, and most of the good properties are already built on developed anyhow but east coast midwest south like all of those areas are, are pretty prime for what we do and our model is set up in a way that we i don't have to go out to any of these properties ever you know we have a photographer that goes checks out the properties we we sell resell sell things through a broker it's not it's not a situation where i ever have to actually go see any of these properties so i can tell so much from um just from behind my computer screen what these properties are all about and uh, yeah, I mean, these are properties that generally would be something that maybe someone would buy as a recreational property, or they might buy it as a potential home site, or they might buy it as something like, hey, I'm going to um, put a mobile home on here or a manufactured home and 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 live here, uh, you know, and commute to work whenever I have to, you know, so that that's a lot of our buyers would end up doing something like that. Um... What are... Go ahead, Sam. What is the best deal you ever made? What was the best one you, you know, where you're just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Well, there's been a, there's been a number of them that have been like that. You know, as far as a profit percentage one, I just actually kind of detailed one that we did on on a recent podcast episode. As far as profit goes, I think the best return on investment I have is like 320% return in 44 days. So that was a situation. I think on that property, that was a really inexpensive property. So we bought it for eight thousand, and we sold it for 
almost 50,000, I think, or uh, 40 something thousand dollars after, you know, commissions and closing costs and everything like that. And we only held it for 44 days. So that was a really good return. We've had properties where we've made over a hundred thousand in about 30, 40 days, you know, but you know, we had to invest more in order to make that as well. That is nice. Yeah, that's a what good are, return. What do you think the best parts of the country are right now? Yeah, I love the East Coast. East Coast, anywhere, you know, anywhere from kind of that band and New York down to Florida. Uh, there's a lot of good opportunities there. And the Midwest, there's some good stuff too. I know a lot of people that just focus on states like Texas or Oklahoma and they, they just find their niche there and they really learn the areas really well and just do all of their business there. I mean, we do pretty much all over the place and we love to kind of get great contacts in a certain area and do more and more business in those areas. But there's a lot of opportunity everywhere. I mean, I think there's some states that I probably would stay away from, you know, maybe like Alaska or New Mexico or something like that. But Why New Mexico? Part, uh, I just have an aversion to New Mexico. <laughs> weird yeah, are you just old state. school? You prefer old Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> I like the old Mexico better. That's right. <laughs> it's a great resorts there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what do you do you ever like do you ever get a sense where it's like oh man this might go our way really good like is there anything you know so, uh, to me it's gotta be kind of like gambling right where you're just it is, yeah. you're gambling and then suddenly you're just like oh man i feel it it's this is it yeah. this could be a really good run yeah. what, what are the signs where like you're like oh man this might be a good one this might be a a, a real good deal for us yeah, well, we try to figure that out. We try to figure that out during the buying process because it takes a little, little while to close. You know, we get under contract, then we have a process where we do our due diligence, we call it, and we really research the property in depth. We're getting a, an opinion from a broker. We're getting the photographer out there. And, you know, when the photos come back and it's way nicer than we thought, and the, the broker comes back and says, oh, I think I could sell it for this, which is way more than what you thought. And uh, yeah, so some of those things really start lining up. And, you know, sometimes... Sometimes it really works out well. I mean, I've had some where they don't work out well, but I've never lost any money yet. Uh, knock on wood, but I have some. Well, that's we... great. How long you've been doing this? What? 20 years? Uh, no, just land flipping for about three years now, almost three years. Well, that's still, I mean, yeah. that's amazing. A couple hundred deals. So a couple hundred deals and it's never gone really, I mean, like horribly bad. I mean, what is the worst? Uh, the worst I made, I made $500 of one. So that's the worst profit percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, still right? not that bad. I mean, yeah. I was yeah. selling cryptos for and making 500 bucks and high five and everybody. I mean, yeah, so that's not that bad. <laughs> that's pretty good. What was that well, deal? Oh, you know, it was, it was one of these deals. Well, there's a couple of them that have been right around there, you know, like 500 to a thousand dollars that I made, you know, like one of them in particular, it was a, it was a property. I thought we were actually going to do really well on. And what happened was we just had, we set it, I think we listed it for maybe like 59,000. We bought it for like 20 some thousand. We listed it for 59,000 and we had to keep reducing it because, you know, people would go and see the property and they just weren't interested and they weren't interested. Come to find, we ended up selling it for, you know, 500 or a thousand dollar profit at the end after holding it for a year and kind of messing around with it for that long. But the problem was that it had road frontage, meaning it had the property was against a public roadway, but there was like a almost like a rock cliff along, along the road. So there's no real way to access the property unless you had dynamite or, you know, 
some <laughs> ropes to climb up on it. So I should have I should have realized that, you know, by after that, looking at the photographer pictures, but I didn't, you know, I missed it. Is that part of not visiting these properties? Is that kind of one of the downfalls that and has that happened to you? enough to be like maybe i should come see these properties i mean uh it seems crazy no to me. it would be it would be tough for me to you know like we always send out someone you know we always send out a photographer i just wasn't paying attention enough and they put i mean <laughs> hindsight they put it in their notes like oh access is really difficult for this property and all this stuff but i just didn't pay attention so you know what, we, we try to learn our lessons about that kind of stuff along the way what are some of the things you look at that make you want to say this, we're going to buy this thing. What do you look at to purchase a property, a good property? We, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.